You're listening to Hockey to Heroin, the road to recovery on the Hockey Podcast Network. New episodes Wednesdays and Saturdays. Follow Hockey to Heroin on Twitter. That's at Hockey, the number two, heroin for updates and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Brady Leavitt, like any other Canadian kid, his dream was to play in the National Hockey League. Success came easily to Leopold as he began to turn heads in the junior leagues. Leave has for long. He's got Leopold with him. Long walks in. Sanders. Yeah! Leopold to right hand shot rotates and then sends it along back to Leopold. And here we go, right off the bat, a fight ensues, and it's Leavold and Kerr, and they're both getting in shots. Now Leavold throwing right after right, and just connecting like crazy. Once I met Heroin, I mean, it was just, that became my new passion. What's the reason that young people who are athletes get addicted to heroin? They injure themselves, and they're more likely to be prescribed an opioid. And once addicted, Many are going to switch over to heroin because it's much more cost-effective. And the effects that they produce in the brain are indistinguishable. When we talk about painkillers, we're essentially talking about heroin pills. Welcome back to another edition of Hockey to Heroin, the road to recovery. Guys, this is Brady Liebold coming at you guys from Utterson, Ontario, God's country. I'm in Muskoka, guys. If you've been following along, uh, you know how lucky I am uh, with where I live. And I'm sure to remind myself every single day, uh, if I don't hop into the shower first thing in the morning, I I splash water on my face and it's like, yo, I look at myself and I'm like, Brady, you're alive, be grateful. You know, let's let's tackle this day. Let's get shit done. Uh, let's be a good person. Let's do the next right thing, uh, and let's uh, let's impact somebody's life today, uh, just a little bit if we can. And uh, honestly, those are the things that I think about every single morning, and um, that's sort of what's been helping me. Um, thank you, thank you so much for for listening and tuning in. If this is your first time listening, I want to say thanks. If this is uh, not your first time then seriously thank you so much uh for all the continued support i hope you're listening on the hockey podcast network you guys can check them out anywhere on social media at hockey podnet and their website www.thehockeypodcastnetwork.com they have a podcast for every single nhl team so it doesn't matter who you cheer for whether you're you're one of the teams still in the thick of things here in playoffs we're uh, we're pretty lucky with some great hockey. I'm thoroughly enjoying watching hockey for the first time in years and years. Um, also on the Hockey Podcast Network, uh, bonus content such as my podcast and Tales with TR, Terry Ryan's podcast, and several others, guys. Check them out at Hockey Podnet. Guys, what's going on? I just got back from Morrisburg. I was at Matt Thompson's house. Uh, what a treat that was. Uh, Matt is such a great guy. Um, I was uh, just really lucky. Um, he, him and uh, a guy by the name of Bubba Winsink, who is uh, John Winsink's uh, nephew, actually. One of the most feared enforcers ever uh, in the NHL. Uh, he, they drove down. They both took a day off work, uh, which, you know, it ended up costing them money. 
not only did it cost them gas and food, everything, which they paid for, um, it, t it cost them a day of work. Uh, so, uh, wow, right? And, and I got to get on the ice after eight long years, full equipment with the Maxwell Mustangs, uh, officially going to be wearing number 25. Shout out to my friend and one of my idols, Darren McCarty. Uh, wow. You want to know how I felt out there? I felt like shit. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but I scored. I think I won goal, three assists. And, uh, you know, I got to play uh, play alongside a couple guys. Uh, and, it, you know, it was thoroughly enjoyable. One of those guys was Robin Sadler, who's going to be uh, who's gonna be thoroughly involved, I think, in a lot of things that I'm doing. Not only is he the uh one of the, I think he's the general manager or coach or something to do with the Maxwell Mustangs. I don't. I know Bub is the GM, but uh, I think they work together. I think Robin's the coach. I, I don't want to butcher their titles here. Not that it really matters because we're all doing things collectively. Um, but uh, he was on the ice, and uh, you know, I just remember sitting there on the bench, and he's like, "Hey, did you ever think you're going to be playing hockey again?" And I'm like, "No, absolutely not." And uh, I, I really I really thought that I would never play hockey again and the reason being there's a couple of reasons uh, one I was so lost in my addiction and if I'm in my addiction there's not a chance in hell I'm ever thinking about playing hockey the, I don't even want to go near a rink the rink is like my sanctuary I try to keep I always try to keep those two things separate and on top of that I didn't have any gear okay so and then so it would just never would have happened, and then eventually I probably would have passed away. To be all on, in all honesty, that's just what would have happened with the way that I was living my life. So um, I remember sitting there uh, multiple times in jail and just, you know, like, wow, like I'm never ever ever gonna play hockey. I'm never gonna do any of these things that I love to do. Uh, and how wonderful was it getting on the ice with the guys? Uh, even though you know I couldn't even take three or four strides without my legs burning and my lungs burning, uh, it was a, it was almost like a it was a wake up call in a sense. Like as well as I'm doing, it's like yo, you need to get your ass in gear, start training, start you know really starting to live your life healthy. Even though you're doing a lot better, you still have a long ways to go, and uh, it's a challenge. And challenge accepted. Uh, thank you to everybody uh, for making that weekend possible, which includes uh, Caitlin, Matt's girlfriend. And also Matt's dad, uh, who was there, uh, LT, uh, Lauren Thompson, who I was calling Pops. Um, shout outs to him. He's always supporting everything that uh, I'm doing. Uh, and it was a pleasure to finally shake his hand. And holy shit, what a handshake this guy has. Um, I think my hand's still in Matt's garage. I think he ripped it right off my, ripped it right off my arm. Um, that's a sign of a man's man, uh, firm handshake. So LT, uh, pleasure to meet you. I uh, look forward to uh, spending more time. I'm actually heading back up to Maxville, uh, to Morrisburg on the 19th with Matt Thompson. And uh, wow, if you don't know who Matt Thompson is, he's the one who shared the story of Matthew Lazinski. And I'm not in the official Matthew Lazinski Memorial Studio right now. I'm in the makeshift Matthew Lazinski Memorial Studio uh, here in the Devitt family household. Uh, but uh, I was outside and I took off the existing roof on the old chicken coop. Uh, yesterday and we're gonna build the trusses actually today uh, on the Matthew Lazinski Memorial Studio and if this is your first time listening uh, Matthew Lazinski was an OHL hockey player that he was dropped in the second round by the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds he was born in the same year as myself in 1987 uh, I never got a chance to meet him he passed away in 2017 to uh, to a tragic overdose and uh, he was best friends with Matt Thompson and um, 
Matt uh, happened to come across my podcast because I was spamming Facebook uh, and uh, that's how we connected and he reached out to me and said you know your story is so similar to my friend and he shared the story of, of Lazinski with me and I just in that moment I was like man this is uh, there's just no reason why why it's him and not me and then from there I started learning of so many others uh, I already knew of, of, of many through the, the, the tragedies in the NHL that we hear about but uh, after coming out with my story uh, the amount of uh, players and, and parents and uh, then on top of that I did a lot of my own research I've been doing a lot of my own research and we're building a database of all the players uh, that we've lost um, but you know so being able to remember Matthew Lazinski and not just him but but all of our fallen brothers and sisters in the hockey community has uh, been a huge honor for for not only myself but everybody involved in the Puck Support Foundation and uh, if you don't know what the Puck Support Foundation guys is, it's a developing nonprofit. Um, there's a, a few of us involved, uh, including Matt Thompson uh, and our chief ambassador, Darren McCarty. Uh, also, my guest uh, that you're going to hear from in a few minutes. Um, but our team uh, is always growing. Uh, and what the Puck Support Foundation is, guys, is it's, uh, it's an outlet for uh, the hockey community's mental health and addiction problems, uh, which really, if you think about it, mental health covers uh, so many aspects. Um, it could be problems with family and financial problems, things like that for guys that are struggling in the minors or whatever, uh, and also in the minor hockey level. It's not just for junior and pros. It's for hockey players, coaches, refs, parents. We're talking the entire hockey community. Uh, if you identify with the hockey community and you need help, we're we're going to be here, and we're already here. Uh, we need we need to dial some things in, and we will. Uh, but if you're listening and you want to get involved, check our website out www.pucksupport.com, anywhere on social media at pucksupport. Uh, guys, it's there's a couple of videos. Uh, you know, we've lost a lot of. A lot of men and women in the hockey community to overdose and suicide and uh, something needs to be done and uh, you know the Puck Support Foundation I believe can be the answer and uh, we've launched a social media challenge uh, the Gratitude Crusade the Puck Support Foundation Gratitude Crusade in memory of Matthew Lazinski uh, you can follow that on Instagram at Gratitude Crusade uh, it's been wildly successful Crazy. We're already at $1,700 uh, in the GoFundMe page. And I'll talk a little bit more at the end of the episode about it. But I just wanted to quickly say um, thank you to everybody um, that's donated and that's shared it and that's gotten involved. Uh, it's It's been incredible. If you do want to get involved, though, and I'm going to mention this at the end of the podcast, uh, but you can email us, team at pucksport.com, T-E-A-M at pucksport.com. Or if you want to... Uh, reach me directly you can email me brady at pucksupport.com um, it's it's been awesome it's wow you know this has uh, been such an incredible ride and uh, there's really no there's just no words I know I say it all the time I try to think of all these different words and it's like ah and then I just tell myself in my mind it's like shut up Brady just be yourself be authentic that's what you do and and so if I keep repeating myself, sorry, if you don't like what I'm saying, sorry, but uh, I'm not going to pussyfoot around and try to make myself sound smarter than I am or, or anything. I'm just going to be me. 
um, and and this is me and who I am today is is someone that doesn't have all the answers uh, I still struggle on a daily basis uh, but there was a time when I couldn't go 10 minutes without you know thinking about sticking a needle in my arm or or actually doing it if I had it um, and uh, I know that's kind of aggressive if you're listening but that was my life I went from pro hockey uh, to drug addiction to homelessness to jail um, and uh, you know to the brink of death several times with suicide attempts and overdose and coming back from Narcan and, and all of it and uh, so I'm a grateful grateful man just to be alive and uh, it's the little things guys the little things um, you know we take them for granted uh, you know I guess I can only speak for myself but you know what about hockey I used to take that for granted holy shit um, what an experience getting on the ice again. I, you know, I, I just, just enjoyed it. I just laughed. I, I, after we all hung out to the team, I had not laughed that hard in, in so long. I actually broke one of Matt's chairs in his backyard because I fell into it because I was laughing so hard, guys. Um, but uh, let's get right in uh, to the episode. Uh, but before we do that, you know this episode is probably brought to you by Team Issue Limited. Team Issued is connecting all walks of life. Team Issued does this by recreating that special feeling of being part of something bigger. A community for all striving the, striving towards the same goal. Guys, check them out. Teamissue.ca. Use promo code TOEDRAG15 to get 15% off your total purchase. That is a former teammate of mine and friend. Uh, we played together at the Kelowna Rockets in the Western Hockey League. Jesse Paradise, that's his company. We've been linked up with them since the third episode. Uh, wow, thanks Jess if you're listening, bud. It's been amazing. I had no clothes and now I have everything team issued and I wouldn't have it any other way. Unbelievable clothing. Uh, a lot of their active gear is like Lululemon guys. Um, they have everything from men and women's and kids clothing um, and some other accessory accessories and they have a new new line called Ish, like short for uh, team issued. So check it out guys, teamissued.ca. Remember, promo code TOEDRAG15 to get 15% off your total purchase um guys uh just before uh we get into the episode uh i i wanted to uh just mention that the hockey world um has lost somebody um to a tragedy and i don't have all the all the details however what i do know is that he passed away just recently and uh, i didn't know this young man uh, but I just want to extend uh, my greatest heartfelt condolences to to his family, um, and just uh, yeah, just it's just another tragedy, just another one uh, gone gone way way too soon. So uh, right now, uh, just gonna take a moment silence uh, to remember Tyler. All right, uh, it's uh, it's hard out there, you know. And um, like I said, I don't have all the details, but I don't need details. Um, it's just a young man that's gone too soon, 
and uh, you know we have a long list uh, of men and women that uh, we that are gone too soon so guys we want to make a difference uh, I'm not saying that I have the details I honestly can't say if this is mental health related or anything however um, the puck sport foundation does get involved in situations like this even if it's not related just to lend support um, to the families you know we, we're learning and and the best way to, to provide resources we want to have the best teams available um, in situations like this um, so uh, again uh, we just want to extend our, our heartfelt condolences uh, to the uh, entire family um, it's just tragic uh, but without further ado, uh, let's get right into episode 48, 48, uh, that's two away from 50, that's going to feature my dad, Brian, and wow, I'll be honest guys, we, we, we talk quite often, but we have not talked about what we're going to talk about on the episode at all, uh, I haven't asked him how he's feeling really about it, actually I asked him yesterday, but he, he read it and he didn't reply. Uh, so maybe he's really thinking about it, uh, but I'm going to call him after we re- after I'm recording this episode. And uh, I know he'll, he'll be listening to this today. Uh, he always listens and uh, he's always supported everything that I've done. Um, and uh, he's been through hell and back multiple times with me um, and uh, always had my back. And for that, I will forever be grateful. And I, I'm actually really looking forward to it. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't nervous um, because honestly, I, I was—I did some horrible things and, and, and lied and, and uh, basically abused my dad um, in in different ways, uh, not physically, but you know. But in the end, like doing what I did, it can um, manifest into physical uh, things for a person. Um, so. You know, but I'm just grateful that that we're able to rebuild our relationship and, and heading in the direction we're heading. So um, definitely check that out. That's going to be available next Wednesday, one week today, guys. Episode 50 featuring my dad, Brian Levold. But without further ado, let's get right into episode 48. And this guy's a return guest uh, after episode 44. Him and I have really hit it off and become really good friends. Uh, since that day, there hasn't been a day that's gone by that we haven't talked, and he's super involved in the Pucksport Foundation, uh, and and just uh, another guy that I'm just extremely uh, honored to to call a friend. Um, so without further ado, let's get right into episode 48. You know, the Knights saw that and, uh, you know, and I jumped in and embraced that role, right? It's uh, love my teammates and obviously once I got to London, just the OHL is a big league for us to even make a small percentage do, right? So uh, very blessed, very blessed. So I, I wasn't really a fighter growing up, right? I was just a big kid and I don't know, a tournament in Peterborough. I, I ran over about five, six guys one game, had a couple goals, you know how it is. So I, I went into camp. That first camp was pretty scary. And so, yeah, I had to go through about five or six guys on my own team that, that, that training camp. 
went at it. You know, it's cut open everywhere, stitches and stuff. I kept coming back for more, right? Uh, it's just, I wanted to play in London. Um, I, I really, it was a big step for me. So it, I did my job, right? I got hit pretty hard that year by Ed Jovanovski about near late, late the season and Eddie got three or five games, but he drove me head first right from the blue line. But that, that was the first time I ever really experienced a major concussion. Um, that, that kind of freaked me out a little bit. But I, I was forced back in too quick too. It's, it's, it, it becomes a very deep conversation. But yeah, it, it was tough. Summer I took off, I didn't need to do any training at all, nothing. I laid in, in, my, in my basement. That sickness I developed from that one hit continued throughout my junior career too. I was throwing up in between periods every game um, but you know having to fight through it I didn't want to quit hockey but I didn't know much about it either guys it's just the role we played but so I just continued my career camps I fought Chara twice in three on three down low <laughs> cross-checking me in the ribs and I'd steer him back and then we're going he was just a young like 19 year old but <laughs> you know there, there's a lot that went undocumented I came out and said 75. Even some some players I've talked to and teammates and that, they were like, whoa, Fritter, that's quite a bit, right? But then I get explaining a bit more, too, on just what I know medically, right? I, I've, I've been involved in neurology and chronic pain and just a lot of uh, pain psychology and stuff, too, so that number's right. I actually might be low. The medical staff that I have now that have been working with me in neurology and in the chronic pain department there at Parkwood, the outpatient program, with traumatic brain injury, they, at that point in time, now they can look back and they connect all that too, right? It's just, I look back, it, it followed me all the way through, right? And then finished up in Odessa, in Texas, in the Central League. Um, and I enjoyed my time there too. Uh, it was a fan favorite. I fought every night. I, I took a shot at the fight and, I, and it went right down from my head, right down through my spine, right down through my toes. And I, I lost all control. So that, after that, that last one, I, I said, that's enough. I went in the coach's office, my, uh, Don McKee, and I told him I was finished. And he said, come on, you know, you got another year left. And I was only 29. But I just said, no, no, that, that scared the living shit out of me. Not about, you know, uh, bad-mouthing hockey, like, like I did say in the Globe there, right? It's about us embracing together and, and helping those in need that need the help. And, yeah, and if that, doing that, can speak back to our children behind us and make the game safer and, and make the right decisions, then we've all are doing our job, right? And, and that's what everybody's doing out here. Just reconnecting with you good people that are doing good things, right? And it means a lot to my heart. And I, I just, I appreciate you bringing me on board. And, and uh, yeah, I, I'd love to share anything you want to today. And we can talk about my journey and uh, we can talk about how it intertwines with with yours and many guys out here, right? All right, guys, let's bring him in. Returning again for the second time. Uh, we had to, I had to, I had no choice. Uh, by popular demand, uh, not only did I want to bring him back on, but I'm not kidding. Uh, I got so many uh, messages, comments, uh, everybody. Uh, loved what uh, what this guy had to say. So if you haven't listened to episode 44, 
you should probably just go back just just pause or stop or, or whatever just go and scoot back to episode 44 you don't have to listen to all the other ones but uh, listen to episode 44 um, so you can catch yourself up because this is part two so without further ado uh, down in London Ontario uh, my new good bud Robert Fred how you doing Brady uh, thanks for another amazing intro uh, obviously you have a lot to say just like you do and many of us and um, yeah thanks for taking you know, uh, a minute of silence there for Tyler in Florida, who I've never met, but obviously hits my heart just like yours and many of us, right? Uh, just losing players too young, and that that's what you're doing, and you're you're just raising awareness and and and, and building that support platform. And I, I'm just so happy that uh, you're bringing me back for another episode, and, and we can we can get deeper too, you know, along our medical journey too, and our fight through recovery and. Uh, just trying to feel better every day, but uh, thanks for having me today in London, Ontario, Brady. <laughs> yeah, man. Like like I said, it uh, it was uh, it was a no brainer. Sometimes I feel like I'm a no brainer with all the concussions I've had, uh, but it was it was a it was a no brainer. Like I'm not kidding. I wasn't just saying that. People uh, thoroughly enjoyed that episode, as did myself. I think. Obviously, you have a you have a just a, a great story, um, not so much great story, but but you know an important story, um, and, and you tell a great story is what I is maybe is the way I should word it, um, and and you just uh, you just have an important important message and uh, a lot of experience. You're you're older than myself, and you've gone through a little bit different avenue than than myself, like. Um, you know, but at the same time, we've we have had some of the same struggles as as far as concussions go. Uh, we really wanted to to talk because since episode forty four, uh, you and I have become pretty good friends and and talked a lot uh, about personal things on your side, my side. Uh, we've talked about issues on hand. Uh, we've touched on a lot of things on cannabis, um, all things we can we can talk about here, uh, but. Uh, what I thought was too important was was just a topic of, of self medicating and how many uh, how many of us have, have done it and are still doing it and uh, though I am not um, using you know heroin or fentanyl or needles or anything um, am I still self medicating absolutely because I still uh, I'm still smoking out of the bong and I I still feel uh, I'm misusing cannabis um, though I have cut back a little bit. Um, with everything else that I'm doing, uh, there's still um, a long ways to go, and there's so much more that goes with that, with the self-medicating and why we self-medicate. Uh, but what's what's the story been for you, um, and, and what would be like your advice to to some people listening, whether it uh, be a player or, or just uh, somebody trying to advise somebody they know in the hockey community? Yeah, that's a good question, Brady. And uh, you know, it's uh, you're you're doing everything right. You're 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 self-medicating with a plant that was prescribed to me in 2011, in, in conjunction uh, with low-level uh, opiates, right? And um, we've had this deep conversation before. And you know what I'm saying to you obviously stretches out to many former players, whether you know male or female, right? It's uh, we dealt with a lot of multiple concussions and traumatic brain injuries from hits and, you know, being tagged in fights and just a lot um, growing up as kids too, uh, even with you in the Western Hockey League and myself in the OHL. 
similar roles, but, you know, obviously uh, you were more of a prolific goal scorer than me, but you are self-medicating with the right drug or whatever you want to call marijuana, cannabis, medical cannabis is the proper word, and uh, you have pain. And, and years ago, you know, uh, I, I believe that, you know, we kind of looked, we were on the same pathway, even though that we're different ages, Brady, and I had the opportunity here in London, Ontario, after I was self-medicating and, and a lot uh, throughout my marriage, too, because I was in a lot of pain and later finding out I have a very painful neuromuscular disorder. There you were on your pathway without the proper medical care and just trying to feel better, which led through addiction from one drug to another. And obviously, you know, you ending up in, in, on the streets and then doing some time in, in prison, right? It's I was close to the streets. I, I was close to everything else, but I always had that support off the start to feel just a bit better, and that led me into pain psychology and, and doing some good things where I could get my life back on track, you know, with a lot of people judging me too, which really hurt me, right? And you understand that too. It's When I really look at it, Brady, it's not our fault, right? It's we played a physical game. We didn't know what the long-term effects would be in conjunction with concussions and chronic pain, right? And it doesn't get talked about enough. Um, but, yeah, thank God for the, this plant, right? And obviously now I'm, I'm growing it just because to cut back on cost. But that is the medicine. And, you know, uh, we're going to all continue educating along this path about medical cannabis and other alternatives um, uh, to opiates and uh, antidepressants and even a lot of former players self-medicating with alcohol, right? So, yeah, I think I think I think sorry, yeah, I think alcohol might be the worst one because you know after a game, even you know these guys you know have a pint or, or whatever, and it just they get that that one or two beers and it loosens them up because you know that's their relief because of all the pressure and the stress and all the shit and and it's socially acceptable. Um, been embedded in our game for years, exactly. right? even right from yeah. the junior levels. And uh, yeah, you're, you're right. And it, it still is. You know, we see a lot of sponsorships around alcohol and even, you know, like the, the London Knights here and the Budweiser Gardens and things like that, right? It's But nobody's talking cannabis and that, right? It's just we're still trapped in that era, era and uh, alcohol is obviously not good for the brain. And I battled it throughout my life too, right? And, and coming out of that culture and just not feeling well after fighting every night and and uh yeah i'm just glad that we're we're there now and we understand it and we're trying to spread the good word too right so it's good keep up the good work i i just love you kid and you're you're doing amazing man you're just yeah you amaze me every day well i appreciate that but i think it's you know it's it you do you're doing the same sort of thing and you've been doing um you've been doing this longer you know you've been um, sharing your story and, and helping lead the fight to to bring change and awareness uh, through through uh, you know the concussion CHL lawsuit and and which I've talked about quite a bit on here. I had James McEwen and stuff, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But uh, you know, I think yeah, I, I agree. I, I'm I'm 100. I don't have a problem with. Um, I, I love the fact that I'm that I'm only using uh, cannabis uh, for pain yep. management. However. Um, you know, I, I'm also smoking out of a bong with a piece of cigarette. Like, I quit smoking cigarettes, but a tiny piece of cigarette, it's called a popper. So, <clears throat> see, I'm coughing. And to me, it's like I 
you know, I, I want to quit smoking altogether because I'm getting back to play hockey, but I'm still, uh, I take CBD oil and THC drops and, and all of that. And that to me, uh, I'll tell you these CBD one-to-one drops from Sovereign Extracts that I have are just um, incredible. Like, nice. um, you know, my the, the pain in my hips are virtually gone. Um, my arthritis and my, my wrists are like I said, virtually gone. Um, and uh, like I've talked about, I'm on I'm on methadone, which is a high, high, powerful uh, opiate uh, painkiller slash pain management. Um, basically, a crutch to get off opiates is what it is. Well, and, it's still and, helping with chronic pain too. It, it so does, you know. It, of course, you're it does. That support in conjunction with the cannabis, which is good, and you're able to function. And look what you're doing today, right? Exactly. And, and building this foundation and supporting other players. So you've come a long way, right? And it's one day at a time, you know, with the tobacco and things like that. You, you've made so many strides, right? Nobody's expecting you just to, you know, turn into that, you know, complete health and fitness type guy, right? You're just, you're taking, you know, just baby steps. But look at now back on the ice, congratulations. And uh, that's another way we're connected too, because I wore number 25 my first year uh, in the Islanders organization. So <laughs> it's it just, it's funny how we, line up in all different ways Brady and uh wow you're just you're doing amazing man yeah yeah I think you know I I just I don't know like uh, to me so like some people would think like you know with you know Mm -hmm. I do a shit ton of live videos and you know with this gratitude crusade part of it is and thank you because you've done multiple videos for it and I think you know a lot of people have been nominated I think it's still a lot of people I nominated so many people I don't even think they know so I'm going to keep doing it re-nominating people um, yeah. but people have been reluctant to do videos because they're shy or they're scared of getting judged and I mean I don't blame them but I hope people understand that like through my videos like I don't have my front teeth like I'm really like I'm self-conscious about that like I am not totally comfortable I still get nervous but at the same time um, what it has done and uh, you know I get support through that but at the same time uh, sometimes you know maybe I say something that helps somebody so the people that have got out of their comfort zone to actually make these videos for the gratitude crusade it's been amazing to see um, and then the support that they're getting has been just in- phenomenal like I, that has probably been un- like the coolest thing a few of these people that have done videos have, have you know messaged me and they've been like thank you so much they were like you know I had some of them I had to talk through I'm like if you don't want to do it don't worry about it but you know, I really encourage you because watch what will happen, and then they do it, and then it's like, wow, you know, they call, they're crying because they're just so happy, and um, it, it's been great. But well, it's engaging conversations too, and it. I've had a couple players reach out that have been nominated. I won't use names in that too that do suffer anxiety and depression secondary to the pain that they go through, both emotional and physical, left to us from the game, right? But for them to acknowledge that, Brady, and then engage into a conversation with me and opening up and then me being able to share my story with them personally, that's what the Puck Support does. And that's what the the Gratitude uh, um, campaign does too, right? It's just, it it, it works even behind the scenes. And eventually, you know, these players will open up and and do videos. It just takes some time for others, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I get it. I get it. My videos were hard for me to do, even though maybe it didn't look like that, but it took me a few hours just to really get ready to do it, right? And yeah. and then you do it and, and you feel good. You, it's almost like a release too. So 
it's therapy too, opening up too, and and sharing our stories with others because at the end of the day too, right? Uh, um, the game is it's a physical game, right? And it comes with a, some emotional trauma. We know that, right? So it's really to help our kids behind us too, and parents really understand. And uh, that's what it's all about. And I'm just so so proud uh, to, to be a part of the organization. And thanks for bringing me on board. Thank no. you. Yeah, no, I, I'm yeah. I'm proud to be part of it. And like I've said, like, you know, so like I was saying, I hope people know like that when I'm doing a video or when people comment or give me, um, even when you say, you know, like give me a little praise or something, that to me, like when I was 18, 19, 20, 21 or whatever, that would have fed my ego and I've been like, yeah, like, okay, like I'm doing good or cool. I'm Mr. Fucking Big Wheel. But now yeah. I don't get that same sort of, uh, it doesn't feed my ego or my self worth my because it, it's really it, it's all false. It, it doesn't really yeah. like when you're twenty twenty one and you're feeding your ego. It's all false self worth in my opinion. But it doesn't give me that same, um, you know. So it's not doing that. What it's doing when people do that, it, what it does is it makes me just want to work harder. And it, I don't want to like put my hands up and celebrate and be like, good job, Brady. No, it's like, okay, this is just, no, you're just doing what you have to do and what feels right. Um, yeah. And it's not about me. And I, I say this all the time, you know, I'm proud to be a part of this. You know, I just, you know, helping bring people together. But look, you, you've brought people in. You'll bring people in. We're all doing it collectively. And that is the most beautiful part of it all. And I've said, like, I am so not qualified uh, to lead the Pucksport Foundation. Like, we're going to eventually have, the you know, a head office with, you know, I see, like, somebody really that has qualification we need to you know and lawyers involved in doctors and and like where i oh, you're qualified so yeah trust me i've been in this game advocating for several years and i've had backlash too where some people think i'm just trying to get my name out there and oh rob Fred only played in the minor leagues and things like that right so it's not you know all fun right there's a lot of people that don't understand fully either right but you are qualified and you're proving it right now and with the team that you're building, it's you keep it up like uh, 100%. You, you, our leader doesn't have to be that NHL star or anything, right? You you have lived, you you have nearly died, and, and uh, your story is strong in helping so many others, and even helping myself. Look at the conversations we've had with comparing our journeys together, right? And 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 we're now walking like hand in hand on the same path instead of being branched off like that, right? It's good, Brady. It's good. Yeah, I, I, yeah. it is, it is really good. And there's, sorry been, to cut you off. No, no, not <laughs> at all. This is, I, I, yeah. I, no, I love what you're saying. And, um, yeah. I, I agree. I think, you know, just the fact that we're, we're bringing people together. But I just mean in the sense, like, I, I don't want to, uh, be the face, uh, of the Puckspark Foundation. I think it needs to have multiple faces. I really would just want to be yeah. in the trenches, working, helping on the road, doing, um, whatever. Like I a have team, this, brother. Just yeah. a team where you know everybody has their roles. You know, some are, are are better at speaking to others in need. Some, you know, are better to go out and network and and try to try to get that support. You know, financially to help players and that too. So you're you're building a good team too, right? And and look at look at the players that you have on board right now, right? And guys like Riley Cote, who's out there, obviously doing an amazing job just you know just preaching about alternatives but showing a lot of us solutions right and he's not a doctor he's just living his life 
and healing every day, like all of us are trying to do and doing, right? And then you have Darren McCarty, you know, who obviously his story and battle with alcohol addiction and then crossing over into the cannabis space and working with other high impact athletes and communities with athletes for care. Like it, it's a lot. You're, you're, yeah, the team that you have, it was very strong foundation and yeah, things are developing quickly and it's overwhelming too, because you're constantly working every single day and you have your kids and, and you know, obviously you have a new one coming on the way and, and you're, 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 you're being that father figure and everything and, and doing this, it's a lot, right? Just make sure that you continue to rest and heal yourself. And, you know, I believe hockey's a good outlet for you. And I'm living through you because I can't play anymore because I, I get into some problems if I exert my muscles with my neuromuscular disease. So it's hard for me because I want to get out on the ice. I know I'm missing that, right? But I have to accept that. So I get to watch you, though, and, and, and other guys continue to play play the game that I love, right? And uh, that's amazing, too. I, I'm glad that you're out there and and uh, you're suited back up, brother. Yeah. yeah Sorry, it, I had to say that again. I'm just, it, yeah, it's cool. Amazing. It was it was great to get the armor back on. You know what I mean? And, and just get <laughs> out there. It was it was lots of fun. Um, yeah. What about uh, you know? We've talked about this lots. Is the the lack of support um, that players are, are receiving when they're done playing, especially at the minor and and junior levels, if if their career doesn't work out. Uh, if, you know, if they're not covered by the NHLPA or the NHL Alumni Association, whichever, uh, or both. Yeah. Um, you know, this seems to be a, a huge topic and there's so many avenues that I had never even thought of. Uh, and this is uh, right from players uh, that are, you know, fighting for contracts in the minors every year, which let me let me tell you, you know, some of them are like 300 bucks a week to on a high end, a thousand bucks a week or whatever. And then you get to the American League, it gets a little bit better, but not 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 much. And, um, you know what I mean? And it's, you know, there's so many different things, you know, in the summertime, you're hurt and you don't have a contract. Like, how are you paying for treatment? I know guys that have racked up debts like huge debts paying for treatments and training uh, to, to live for their dream. And, and then when it doesn't work out, like they just like they they seriously want to kill themselves. And in some cases, many have. And it's yeah. I, I'm not sure exactly what the answer is, Fritter, but I know that something needs to be done and we're doing it. But if, if you want to comment on it too but if anybody listening yeah. if anybody listening has any ideas or wants to get involved if you know like i've also made contacts with the concussion institute and doctors and stuff so we're gonna find and and i'm not we're not just gonna hop on and and just say okay yeah you want to be on the team doctor okay let's go because you're a doctor you're qualified absolutely not uh we'll do our research and make sure that it's a good fit and that their philosophies align with with what we're doing and we trust them um, so that, you know, whenever we're sending a player or, or someone to our, our doctors or to our rehab centers or to whatever, we know who they are. We have relationships with them um, and we can trust them. And, you know, that doesn't necessarily like obviously everything's confidential. I don't ever want to know about anything but he's medical. I would never even ask. I'm just saying. But at least, you know, then, it, you know, if say somebody needs, you know, to go to rehab or to see that doctor, well, we could figure out arrangements to get them there. And I can say, okay, okay, Fritter, you're going to go see, you're going to go see, you know, Dr. Bob, Dr. Bob, me and Dr. Bob fished up here in Muskoka last 
you know, whatever. He's a great guy to, and we have that relationship so that you can bridge it and people feel like, you know, oh, wow, this is a team, like even the dog, you know what I mean? So it's like that team again. And it's, you know what I mean? So that, I think that's a big thing, but if anyone listening, uh, you know, really wants to build things and get involved, like, you know, the door is open, the door is open, but you know, uh, just getting educated, getting getting awareness, and, and and letting people know. So, like different alternatives and stuff. What what are your thoughts and all that? Yeah, well, let's back up your initial talk there about you know um, playing in the minors, and then you know depending on how long you play. And I can relate a bit to my journey, you know, of uh, about eight seasons, uh, you know, or eight years, nine years living in the U.S and getting paid and paying taxes and yeah it wasn't a lot of money but you know comfortable we had our apartments paid for and everything and then you know obviously the trauma all year in my role in fighting and and playing very physical and then coming back in the summertime and then trying to work but sick and you know just resting and getting ready for the next season you know eventually when you retire Brady and, and you spend that much time in the U.S and then you leave and you come back to Canada and my, my journey kind of, you know, fell into this pathway where a lot of minor pros end up Canadians come back home and they try to work. Right. And uh, maybe they can get by a couple of years like I did just with the strength that I had and the determination to just try to have a normal life, get married, have a child. Uh, I worked for uh, uh, city of London, well, uh, London transit commission and ended up driving a city bus, got paid, well, nearly 30 bucks an hour, I had a full pension, everything, and then things hit, right? I couldn't keep up with the chronic pain. I couldn't keep up just with sleep because of my uh, concussion issues. And then obviously later on, a few years later, finding out I I was dealing with dystonia, a very um, uh, painful neuromuscular disease. And then looking back and then being put on, you know, low-level disability eventually with CPP disability in three hospitals saying, I'm physically disabled and unable to work but yet i didn't accumulate enough insurable hours in this country because of my hockey career so now we get these players coming back the that i've seen many several that end up falling into this trap right and they're stuck in between both countries but really you know disabled before we even left you know in junior hockey we were dealing with a lot of things and then going into the u.s and i was disabled there and then coming back and then my life, everything just starts getting taken away. You know, your relationships, your family, your job, the finances. And then, you know, we see those players that end up self-medicating, not waking up. I can, I can name several, right? Um, but there needs to be more done by the leagues too. But also to navigate through that system, you know, there, there is a, a guy with the NHL alumni that is now building a group, um, um, with lawyers and different things to obtain uh, uh, social security disability benefits for guys like myself that uh, were hurt and, and injured in certain states. So there could be some money there and some and some benefits that I could use for alternative treatment, but it's a long process. Nobody's told me about it. And I went through all those hardships here in Canada on a low level CPP disability, which I'm transitioning off now and and trying to get back to work, which you do know, but that is just a, a huge roadblock and it doesn't get discussed enough. And uh, we're gonna, we're bringing light to all this and we've got good people in place, but it, it's very, that's intense, eh, Brady? To be able to navigate that with a traumatic brain injury and obviously the issues I have, 
right, on a day-to-day basis with chronic pain, that's a lot, right? And I could never navigate it alone, right? And uh, so it's been a struggle for me, right? I I wake up every day, I'm sick, and uh, but to try to just navigate, just to get the benefits that we do deserve. We were all insured in the Canadian Hockey League when we played as kids, too, right? And that's, you know, what, what the class action lawsuit is with Klein Law. It's about us having brain, uh, uh, getting uh, uh, the long-term effects of concussions young as children and traumatic brain injury and a lot of physical injuries and having benefits and then them expelling them, you know, when we leave and now we've got medical evidence looking back and saying, no, no, that's when it started, right? So the Canadian Hockey League profits millions and millions and millions a year through TV deals and sponsorships and everything, and they have neglected to build any support platforms for us the OHL alumni has the golf tournament and things like that. Well, good for you, OHL. But what about, you know, you building those support platforms and helping players, you know, navigate through that system that are disabled, but they won't, Brady, because as soon as they do that, then they admit uh, to, to, to their faults, their legal faults of us being injured as children, right, with insurance. And um, they're not going to help us, right? And that's why... I urge every Canadian Hockey League, uh, league uh, alumni that is suffering to uh, uh, sign up to that case, and you can find it online with Klein Law. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're up over hundreds right now of former CHL alumni, and James McEwen obviously ignited that out west, and I'm working uh, with trying to get guys on, on our case there because we need to be heard. And at the end of the day, we have former CHL alumni that are dying young, and that becomes very serious to me and you and many others. And uh, we're putting our, our skates down now hard and saying that's enough, right? The leagues have to do more, right? And I worry about the, the children behind us too, falling into the same trap. And uh, that's not going to happen. I love kids. And uh, I, that's what I stand for the most is our, our, our children. Sure, I have to suffer every day because of it, but, you know, I've got a lot of support, right? And that's through obviously you now, right? And, and the puck support foundation and other groups that i'm involved with too we need that support sorry buddy that's intense for me that conversation but no don't don't be sorry that's very it has to you know and and you support it and and um thank god i'm just glad that you're alive and you're here to be a voice and and, uh, a soldier in the trenches like you call it that's all i am right i'm just a soldier too right and um, but we all have voices. It doesn't. We didn't have to be a Stanley Cup winner or anything like that, right? Uh, we we love the game. We played the game, and uh, we played at a high level. And even in the Canadian Hockey League, that is a high level. We know that. So we love the game. We'll continue to love the game, even after all this is done, and and we get the support. We're going to be there for the game, and, and that's what we're all about, right? Yep, and that's just it. And I, I'm glad you pointed that out because I remember we talked. I don't know, was it last week or something? Um, about uh, I've I've been on this little um, mission to get my teeth fixed, and, and if anyone hasn't heard the story, I lost my teeth in an exhibition game. And long story short, uh, it happened with a few minutes to go, and the dentist in Medicine Hat left early, um, and my teeth got knocked clean out because I just got my braces off after six months. Um, and they could have put them back in. If you don't know, if your teeth come out root and all, you can actually put them back in, and, and your your gums will take the root. Well, I didn't know this, but I was told this. So the doctor, the dentist left. I get on the bus to Swift Current. By the time I get back at two, three in the morning, um, they couldn't do anything. So now I had to get a flipper. They paid for a couple of flippers, sure. Um, but now here I am, 33 years old. 
um, my flipper broke. I, I don't have the two grand to pay for it, and um, they're they haven't really exactly been been helpful at all. Um, and it was interesting. I'm gonna be I'm interested to see how they're gonna handle it because you made the point. It's like okay, well if they go ahead and do this, think about how many guys are gonna be coming looking for teeth. Yeah, well we know we know too in dentistry, and I I, I had a workers' comp case in California, so I went through some major dental medical exams and spoke to some high level uh dentist right and uh look at that that fracture in your mouth and when you lost your teeth it's connected right up your jaw into your brain brady so at the end of the day if david branch and 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 uh the the chl say okay brady yes you, you you know you had your teeth knocked out we we owe you a set of teeth but then, yeah, it really opens up the floodgates, right? And they've got seven super lawyers on their side. And that conversation that you had there, just trying to get some help and get your teeth fixed, I guarantee that went right to the legal team before they even talked to you or sent a message back. So that's what you're dealing with, right? So you're not going to get your teeth fixed uh, just by, you know, uh, standing up and trying to talk to them. And you look at you're trying to be civil. It just, you know... How do you get a job without, I'm not where I don't wear my front teeth either. I had them fractured in London and, and had them all kind of put back together and my smile was gone. And then my first year in the coast had them wiped right out. They were just never strong. Right. But I've never had any help either. Right. And I know that anxiety too. Yeah. We, we leave mountain and, and, and people know that we play the game and it strikes up a conversation and then we can advocate more too. That's who you are. Right. But, you know, how do you get a job in the open labor market without your front feet, right? They're going to think we're a hillbilly, even though we're not, right, it, at the end of the day. So, no, well, well, you're you're involved in the case, and that's the only way that you're going to get your teeth covered, I do believe, yeah, well, 100%. Yeah, and, Same with me. Well, yeah, and, like, honestly, it's, you know, it makes me feel like I'm, yeah, sure, I lost him playing hockey, but at the end of the day, I look like a, like a drug addict, right? More so that's right. than, than that's ever. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I feel like, you know, it's not. I would like to be able to put my teeth in, or I'd like to get implants. I'd like to have teeth so I can go out with Taylor and and look good and feel good. Yeah. Like, you know, I I fought, right. I fucking battled my ass off uh, for the Western Hockey League, for the Swift Current Broncos, for the Kelowna Rockets, um, for the fans yep. of the Western Hockey League. I fought. I did for my teammates. Whatever. Uh, I put my body on the line. Now I'm left with concussions, no teeth, broken hands, uh, yeah. bad hips, bad knees, and you know, I accept that. And I loved my time. I loved the game of hockey. And I knew that that was all probably going to happen. However, yep. however, um, so, do, so do the people, other people that have been around the game for a long time too. So like, why are, why are we, you know, why are, why are we just letting these, these kids, these teenagers get used and abused? Um, and then. Well, when, that's why they're slowly cleaning it up too. And they've, you know, we, I, I touched on it in the first episode about, you know, the fighting now in the Canadian Hockey League, and then it, there's like three, then the team gets fined, and they're putting a lot of pressure on the ownership too, financially, right? Um, so th- they're trying to quietly, you know, clean it up, but forget about, you know, the past. And we were a big part, and, and the players before us, of, of building the Canadian Hockey League, and obviously, you know, the fan support and, and everything. And, you know, now it's, it, it, to me, it's just like a commercialized business that's, you know, commercialized violence involving our youth and just a lot of just in-depth just conversations and topics that lead to trauma and everything else where, you know, they, they should be forced to 
to support and, and give back and help uh, guys and especially uh, uh, get your teeth fixed because, you know, your, your teeth are starting to close now naturally because of the gap, right? And mm-hmm. it's going to create a lot of TMJ, a lot of pain as you're getting older. And we're already dealing with enough chronic pain, right? And so it has to be taken care of, right? And that's just an example, right? Obviously the teeth, right? We're, there's a lot more going on with, with, with many of us, right? And, and we know that. We know that. Yeah, yeah. I just I'm just not sure why there isn't more support and the only reason I can I can think of is money and it's not that there's a lack of money but somebody is is lining their pockets or I'm not sure uh, what the deal is but at the end of the day there's several people uh, several of us that are struggling um, that need help need support and we need financial help and yeah uh, we're not getting it and it's no. that is another reason like so the Puckspar Foundation like you know yeah we have the GoFundMe page but eventually like this is just people don't realize that that GoFundMe page is to pay for the cost of the lawyers so that we can get incorporated so that I can start going we can start going after government grants and start going after large donors we won't need to rely on a GoFundMe page um, but even jobs and opportunities exact, for former players that can't work exactly, in the labor market, right? Exactly. It, so yeah, a lot of guys can do jobs out there, but just not, you know, uh, a lot of the jobs that are out here. Like, look at me. I told you with transit and things too. I just I failed at it, right? I, I couldn't do it physically, right? And then that ends up taking you away from so many other jobs, even sitting at a desk in an office, right? And you know, not being able to use my medicine cannabis in in the open labor market too right and so it's a it's a lot right it's it's a lot it really closes the doors and 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 can send a a former player down that dark path Brady where we have been right and that's scary we both know that yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah I, I don't know I just have something needs to be done like so it doesn't seem like the, these leagues are, are going to step up and and be that that support uh, even though they seem to be the ones that are gaining financially, so that's where the Puck Support Foundation is gonna. That's why we need to we need to do this. It, it needs to happen, and we're, we need some people to step up, um, you know, to to get it off the ground. Uh, and then we're gonna need the government to step up for for grants, uh, and then some yeah. large donors to step up because. Uh, we're going to need millions and millions of dollars because there's so many people that need help and everything costs money. Uh, and the people that are, like I said, um, gaining and lining their pockets from it are not, you know, there to support them. So guess what? We will be. Um, and I'll be, and we'll be there. And, and the cost of medical cannabis, which, uh, you know, a lot of us are prescribed and using too, right? It's just, that's a very difficult journey and has been for myself. And, and it's led me down, thank the good Lord, and the other players uh, working through us. I feel it every day that, that you know, Belak and, and Bugard and Rippin and all these guys and Rodney Hanks, my buddy, they're, they're working through us. Their hearts are, right, because obviously they just didn't make it. I, I feel that spiritual connection, and I know you do too, but, you know, it's led me into this, developing this grow gear to be able to grow our own medicine right at home too at a fraction of the cost. Um, I'm just doing my first grow now and wow, it's so therapeutic to me, Brady. And I just, I can't wait to be able just to use my own medicine and obviously share it with, you know, my other friends. I, I know that I can ship some free as long as they don't charge you. 
I could send some into the mail for you, my own freer brand sent right to you, brother, and we could yeah. engage into a conversation and actually sit down and not be in the emotional or physical pain we are without the plant. So I don't know, uh, things are, are, are moving. Um, I thank everybody that has donated, but you're right. Um, we do need a lot more, right? I, I want that studio finished for you. I want, you know, obviously all, all your lawyers and stuff that you're getting together so we can build, you know, a proper platform that, that the leagues are neglecting to do. This is serious, people. It's not it just, uh, you know, so Brady just starting something up and just collecting money. No, this is about building viable support platforms for kids that started getting injured young and the and concussions and brain injury and chronic pain starting young right and as young teenagers right that's serious so to me yeah you know twenty five thousand isn't going to do it you're right you say that all the time and people might say oh 25 million wow brady that number's way out there but it's not right there, there, there's so much that needs to be done too along with research and everything with alternatives and, and cannabis and you know, even psilocybin that's coming in behind us with mushrooms and, and what it's doing, uh, obviously for the brain and, and, and promoting healing too. After, after all those concussions, right? We have a lot of good things around us, but yeah, we have to do it on our own. We don't have the support by the league because I believe that they're scared to take accountability and that becomes the legal discussion, right? So everybody's quiet right now, but we're not, we're not going to be quiet. We've lost too many, no. too many CHL alumni yeah. and, and we're not going down like that, right? So it's not about us. You're right. It's it's about them, and it's about the kids behind us, and it's just us, just just being a voice, right? And uh, um, I, I, you're doing a great job at it, and thank you. Yeah, I the, appreciate you. At the end of the Grateful day, for you. at the end yeah. of the day, the way that I look at it, and here's the thing, I I want to have a great relationship with the CHL and with. Yeah. Uh, the, the everybody involved. I want to see uh, inclusiveness. Can we them listen and 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 the other side listen to them too? Because they obviously it's a business. They have to protect their business interests. But at the end of the day, the players, these kids, should be more important than the business, uh, no matter what. Uh, and to me, it doesn't seem like they are. And uh, you know, I've seen it, you know, where, where guys just get shipped out and, and I'm not saying that they get the garbage bag treatment, but yeah, they, they basically do get the gar. I, I've, I've seen it, the garbage bag treatment. I've seen it where guys, look at, look at the Terry the Trafford case, look at Terry Trafford, right? A lot of pressure put on him and he was using cannabis, right? And, Fucking and who knows, was he, was he healing, you know, or trying to heal himself? Did he feel better using cannabis? From, from all his concussions and he was a scrappy player too right and then look at the that still comes up to the league there on how that was handled and how terry's death uh, oh, uh that, unfortunately did occur right and don't even yeah, that is it. that's like yeah. one of the only witch hunts that, that really I, i'm like to me that's so unacceptable why are you kicking it's him off fact. the team you yeah. need you need to yeah. have the conversation like clearly something's going right. on he's self-medicating why are you not fucking stepping in and saying hey uh that's do you right. need help or talk about it and even if it you know even if you're getting rid of him for whatever reasons why not bridge the fucking gap have his parents come up pick him yeah. up or find him a fucking yeah. team have a team in june 
Junior A. He just played four years in the OHL. He's clearly fucking good enough to play Junior A anywhere in Canada, like at Tier 2. So you could have got on the phone with a coach, and the coach could have been on the phone right there in the office, and it could have been like, hey, Terry, we're really excited to have you get going here, da-da-da-da-da. Instead of him feeling like he has no fucking support, has to go home, face his family, tell everybody what happened, and be ridiculed for what? For smoking weed? Are you fucking yeah. kidding me? That's a and fucking joke. Back. Excuse my language, back. but a fucking joke. Yeah. A fucking piss me is. off. No. You're allowed to swear. Yeah, I think it's a fucking joke too, but it's been happening right from the start, uh, you know, when the league started in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, when I played in the 90s, same thing was happening, right? So it's just, they've never taken the accountability and I believe it's got a lot to do on the medical side and, and the truth about the long-term effects of concussions. And now we look at Terry Trafford, and yeah, we don't promote children using cannabis at all, people. It's just, that's the way it is, right? Uh, CBD, I I do believe, can be used as a neuroprotectant. We've talked about that. We believe that day is going to come, Brady, and you're a big advocate for it. But at the end of the day, Terry Trafford was doing the right thing, right, for himself, and and he was feeling better using it, uh, you know, coming off a lot of different head injuries throughout his short OHL career. And he wasn't a big guy, but he hey. ha- had big balls and he stood in there, right? Imagine so, this. At the end of the day, Imagine this, sad. though. It's Sorry sad. to cut you off. Yeah. Imagine yeah. he just went out and got drunk that night. Yeah. What's the That's story right. then? Yeah, it would have been accepted. Even if he got a DUI, it would have <laughs> been ex- accepted. It's the truth. We've had a lot of coaches and owners have DUIs in the CHL, and I won't bring up names, but that's just the way the culture is. And we go back to earlier in the show when we talk about how alcohol has been embedded in our game for years, right? But yet cannabis can't be talked about still, right? And I had an article in the Leaf, Leafy, uh, where, and I sent that to you, uh, Randy Drusen, a writer uh, in Toronto, and uh, uh, Glenn Healy was in there, and they were talking about um, the NHL alumni signing a research deal uh, on cannabis with canopy growth. And I was able to speak in there about, no, we need THC too, right? Like everybody's talking about concussions and, but they're not talking about the chronic pain in conjunction. Right. And that's where I do believe that THC should be in the same breath of cannabis and all high impact sport for recovery, for active players and for obviously uh, retired players. And, you know, start looking at even our youth, too. And, uh, you know, we were given opiates and all kinds of pills when we played. And I'm sure that's still going on to control inflammation and that, too. And the Canadian Hockey League will not engage in any research initiatives or anything. They they came out with a campaign a year and a half ago, an anti-cannabis video there, Brady, which uh, you you did see, right, of, you know, a, a player looked like he was in a London Knights uniform and, just really athletic and then his friend messaging him asking him if he wants to come over play games and get high right they're really david branch and the canadian hockey league are putting that stigmatized uh banner around the plant and it's wrong um it's a healthy alternative and and uh, obviously we know that cbd is being used in israel as a neuroprotectant wake up guys smell the coffee right it's yeah whatever the herb the green doesn't matter it, it, this is a healer we have here and uh but again they're, they're I, I believe they're not getting involved because it opens up that chapter about brain injury and it happening with our youth right across the country right so it becomes very very legal and a very difficult conversation for them to engage in right 
It's sad. Yeah, and, and again, like it all comes down to, to money, and they should be, you know, looking out for the their players' best interests. And you know, even after the their careers done, like, um, I, well, some I'm not. The team doctors aren't educated too, right? No, we, not at all. I got Doctor Barbara Mainville, and she spoke to the NHL alumni, and Barb walked away from mainstream healthcare because she believed in the plant and was treating patients and seeing that. You know, her patients were thriving off of using medical cannabis versus opiates and some other pharmaceuticals. So all those team doctors aren't educated either. So it starts at the top with David Branch and the executive team not wanting to engage and have the conversation and then educating their team doctors. So we're a long ways away, right? And they've really forced this this case among our, our CHL alumni suffering because of their moves, right? And not protecting us as children. Yeah, and and that's just it, right? And I feel like they... Uh, I'm not sure, man. It's just, it's extremely disappointing because, you know, I just, you know, I really look to the CHL, the WHL as, uh, you know, I just, like the holy grail, and it is, of junior hockey. And, yeah, you know, I, you I just, love my Knights alumni. I love yeah. London Knights. And I yeah, love yeah, I yeah. love playing I love the Broncos I love the Rockets I love the staff yeah. I love, but it's like, really though like there's another aspect here outside of hockey that they're missing and not engaging in and uh, it's it's way more important than the hockey ever will be, like yeah. people are people are are losing lives losing families, um, and yeah. we're we're not even being acknowledged. No. So no, I've always thought about it too. Like, uh, um, I remember some doctor told me when I was in California that imagine Rob, you just worked in a, in a post office, right? And somebody walked in there with a baseball bat and just went postal on you and hit you in the head. And would you have been taken care of? Of course, right? It would have had full benefits, everything else. And then you look, he looks at the game too and explained it to me that we're allowed to fight out there too. And, and even as kids, right? And this was a doctor. Uh, at a high level and it's uh, done work at UCLA and stuff too. And, um, as kids, we just didn't, we were allowed to pound on each other like that and then do it over and over again, even without resting and things. He just thinks that it's barbaric, you know, to, to allow our children to, in today's game, uh, to be able to go through that trauma, but then not to have any support. Right. Um, it, it, it's just, yeah, it really has opened my eyes too on, you know, just how I, I feel every day and things and uh obviously then you know picking up the paper hearing in the news that we lose another one and we don't know the full story yet right but when you don't wake up in your sleep and you're playing that, the game at that level and have for many years we know we know it's uh it's tough and I, and I feel for Terry and his family there and um yeah a lot both Terry's wasn't the player that passed away in Florida. Ty his name Tyler, Terry? Tyler, Tyler, and Tyler, then, Tyler, Tyler, and then Terry. Yeah, yeah no, it's yeah. you know, and there's so many others. You yeah. know, like Matthew Lazinski yeah. talked about Mitch Fadden, and, and I mean, listen, the the list just continues to grow. And um, like I say all the time, there's nothing we can do to bring any of those players or people back. However, we can definitely, most certainly, 
remember them uh, and, and just honor them the way that they should be. And then getting, right. to, getting to the point, using their stories, um, remembering, the pro- remembering them the proper way and sharing their stories so that we can educate uh, the upcoming generations. Like I have this vision of, of traveling around uh, in a motorhome across Canada and eventually the U.S. when they lift my, my ban when I'm A-OK to go across the border again. Uh, but I had this vision of traveling around um, in, in a motorhome and uh, you know, going to, to all the different rinks across Canada, as many as I can, and, and in whatever area, just going and sharing my story and whoever's with me or you know, have a speaker series type deal and um, yep. somebody else is involved. I won't say who that, that shared this idea, but it's both of our ideas because I've had this idea, but um, for, for a while actually, dating back to, to uh, when I was in jail, I was talking about to my buddy Dale Southern who was in there with me uh, about this. Um, and now, you know, now it's a little more clear. I just had this idea of tra- traveling around in a motorhome, and but now that I have more finer details. But you know, in whatever area, sharing my story, whoever else is there sharing their story, and then uh, in whatever area, like bringing in, you know, the the closest NHL guys to that area to sign autographs and to just bring awareness and to let people know that we're around, uh, and then educate them while we're there. Uh, too, and then so that when the time comes when they have to deal with pain management or depression or things, well, guess what? They're educated and they know that they have options and they know to ask questions and they know that if it gets out of control ever, they know that they can reach out to help and that they feel empowered to to, to reach out for help. Uh, and that to me is, is the driving force behind everything that I'm doing. Amazing. Uh, I, I've always had that type of vision myself too, Brady, because you're engaging with parents one-on-one too at rinks yes. and uh, obviously, you know, physically and back when I started my advocating um, a few years ago and I had uh, James Myrtle and I had that story, one last fight in the globe. That was me reaching out to parents. And I remember, uh, you know, a couple of days after James told me out of his 12 years at the globe and mail, it was the most read story he's ever written in sports. And he's an NHL writer for the Leafs, right? And I'm just a minor league guy, but a voice, right? But the parents need to hear. And, and we, we saw that in, in my story just on the engagement, right? So you're right. Uh, that, that will happen. You are going to get out there and you are going to share your story. And I'll come with you, brother, too. Uh, we all have our stories and they line up similar, too, right? So that has to be done because not everybody picks up a paper and things, too, right? And Getting to the arena—that's a—that's a great idea. And um, if you can make that happen, I'm right behind you, 100%. All of us, right? That's awesome. Yeah. And and that's something that that will happen. And and two, I got the green light for the three-on-three tournament from the township up here in Muskoka too. Awesome. So so we're doing that. That's a go. And and I've been talking to Paul Rosen. Uh, who was a para hockey goalie for Team Canada? He's been on the podcast and, and he's uh, on Goose yep. Live, and, and you know, you know Rosie, and he's yep. uh, we're gonna have Amazing a para man. hockey. We're gonna work on having a para hockey division uh, and uh, different uh, divisions, competitive, of course. And, and uh, been talking to Darren McCarty to come out, and hopefully get Brent Sopel out and some other NHLers up. It, it'd be just awesome. Uh, and then, you know, while we're here, obviously raise money for the Puck Sport Foundation, but it's more just about bringing people together and, and just educating people while they're here, I think. And, and I, you yeah. know, so, you know, that's something that we really want to, to think about. I, I just, you know, the annual, do it every year. I think it could be extremely successful and fun. And, uh, you know, I just, you know, while, while it's going on, you know, I, 
we, you and I talked about something off off air before, and I don't want to like get into details because we're not talking to anybody directly. But you know, just about yep. just about sharing the right message when when we are talking about um, certain things. You know, like if if we are. Um, you know, discussing things, say like concussions or whatever. Well, like we mentioned, alcohol doesn't go, is not, uh, is not good. It's not, uh, you know, it's not, we don't, like I don't ever want to be promoting alcohol. You know, you're never going to see the puck sport uh, sponsored by an alcohol company, even if, no. uh, even if they offer me millions and millions of dollars. Um, cannabis companies, sure. Absolutely. Um, sorry, sorry, spit and checklist. Yeah, we'll yeah. Old Pink Whitney. Yeah. Ex- exactly. <laughs> but, I didn't hey, want to say no, it. You're right on. I didn't want to say it. No, um, I'll say it but, because yeah. But it's, promoting it's been a demon to many guys. Promoting uh, the lifestyle of drinking and partying around the hockey, I think, is is half the problem. And um, yeah, you know, it's yeah. Anyways, I, I just uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm just going in a different direction, and, and like even if you could get make tell me I was gonna make a uh, billion dollars off uh, selling alcohol or, or something that was detrimental to people like that, I just I wouldn't do it because here's the thing: um, selling alcohol is no no difference than than selling heroin or fentanyl because alcohol kills more people every single year, destroys more right. families every single year than all the other drugs combined. So. Uh, and it's so socially acceptable that people don't even stop to think about what uh, what effects it really has on them, their families, society as a whole. Look at all the drinking and driving, and, and just it changes your personality. And and uh, it's just a dangerous, dangerous uh, substance. I I choose not to drink today. I'm not. I never. Yeah. I, I hate the taste of beer and stuff. Anyways, and alcohol. I'm just not into it. I was the guy that was like, hey, if we're drinking, I want to do shots to get drunk. Uh, that's it. Like, let's just get it over with. Let's just get to the destination. It's not about the journey. It's let's get to the destination, um, and that's my addictive behavior. But um, I think, you know, yeah, we just we want to we will be. It's not even we want to be. We will be aligned with only um, the the right people, the right companies, the right uh, resources, the right everything. Health and wellness. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Just things that are where physical and mental mind are going to benefit from and uh yeah that, that's all we align ourselves with and um you, you just yeah you're doing amazing brady but that's yeah you're <clears throat> the alcohol you're right we've seen it like i said just embedded in our culture of our game and um we've got to end it you know and the, I, I believe that the leagues do too at the highest level because the kids sit and watch those commercials and and things and just it, it's not right just not I, I don't i don't believe it is and I, I never will support it yeah and it's you know i it just it's it's part of the junior hockey culture rookie initiation rookie parties drinking i remember drinking you know hot beers they were like put in the oven and made to chug them like hot wildcats like they were like almost to wow. the point of like burning and not burning it was like but it was just to the point where you could drink them had to chug them and like just you know drinking and i remember like drinking shots with hot sauce like shots of 151 with like the most disgusting hot sauce in it and having to do it and like you know being while naked stripped in front of everybody you know like that yeah uh that it was all funny at the time, and, and for a guy like me, I didn't really care. But for a lot of guys, that can be 
very traumatizing like having to be naked in front of girls and like whatever and little tidy ways like for some of these 16 year old kids they had never even you know been naked in front of a girl or whatever you know or they're super self-conscious or you know and then on top of that being laughed at or whatever and it's it's uh it does a lot of a lot of damage and, and people don't stop to to think about these things nearly enough and and now finally um there's been some amazing people that step out like eric guest and, and daniel carcillo and and so many other yeah. guys that that have stepped up and of course sheldon kennedy and theo and um yeah. you know many many others todd holt um but it's uh, I, I don't know, man. I still think we have a we have a lot of work to do, and I'm looking forward to doing it uh, with you and uh, with uh, with everybody else that's involved. We we have uh, we have quite the team, don't we? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Everybody, like I said, is just brings you know the, their journey and a difficult journey too, um, but it, it brought it right to and shining it um, and being grateful for it and just you know obviously trying to make things better for those behind us and for all of us right so i i urge everybody to continue to uh, uh support the puck foundation and uh just continue to be grateful and for today and we're alive and uh we're going to continue doing what's right uh for all our alumni and the kids behind us brady um you know that buddy yeah i love abs- you man absolutely yeah. i love you too brother and, and like that's just it right is um i know i have uh my kids I haven't seen in a number of years and it just rips my heart apart every single day. And I've actually been asked not to talk about them, whether I've been told it was by them, but, uh, whether or not another at an age, maybe they're embarrassed. And I understand that, uh, it's a lot, right. And kids can be cruel. So maybe they're making fun of them, but, uh, I can't help it. I love them. And, and I'm going to start expressing my love towards them more. And, and I know that I know that I'm, I'm going to be connected with them again and I'm going to have a lot of work to do and they're going to be upset yes, and angry. And, but at the end of the day, I know that I just keep doing what I'm doing and, and great things will continue to happen. And, uh, if anyone is out there, man, uh, just, reach out uh, i wish that the the puck Sport foundation was a little bit more ahead than we are and we had the the right resources like we had a treatment center actually and and all these things. but we will we will that doesn't mean like we can i still have people that uh that that can help right now and sometimes just a conversation and getting connected in with with our team and with you know you know just building new friendships it, it can really make a big difference and uh we're already doing that and it's been uh it's been a lot of fun it's been a real real honor and it's been a privilege uh, uh getting to know you fritter and i can't wait to uh to actually get to hang out with you i know you guys are or you're going to come up here I, is ashley still coming out there possibly yeah ashley i Langdon? think he's going to come out uh for a visit with his fiance but I, i'm going to come up and visit you for sure maybe in the next couple of weeks or month or so before you know the white stuff hits <laughs> yeah. god's country up there but i yeah I, I look forward just meeting you man giving you a hug and uh, yeah, helping you along the way and doing the best that I can to support you and, and, and the foundation. And, um, yeah, I look forward to that day getting to meet you, brother. Yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah, well, you have uh, a standing invitation to, to come up here anytime. And without question, uh, you'll, you'll be uh, getting a hat trick on this show. You, you'll be on for, for episode three in the near future. Uh, we, we always have lots to talk about and, uh, maybe, yeah. the ne- maybe the next time it'll be, uh, while you're here, we'll have to do an in-house pod in the finished Matthew Lazinski Memorial studio. I can't wait. I can't wait for that. And you're doing a great job one day at a time, brother. And it looks great already. I love the setting and, 
yeah, I, I, I want to get one of the, one of the team issued hats there too for my bald head. But uh, yeah, uh, I can't wait to meet you and, and uh, sit in the studio and engage in some positive thoughts too, because we're not going to give up here. We're going to continue to fight. This is one last fight for us all. And uh, we're going to have a positive journey of healing and connecting with former players that need support and keep it up, Brady. I love you, brother. And you're doing amazing. And uh, let's continue the gratitude uh, campaign here. And, and let's, let's keep going. Let's keep going, brother. All right, man. Thanks so much, Fritter. And uh, I know we'll probably talk later this afternoon. But uh, listen, I appreciate your time, buddy, and, and all that you're, you've done and continue to do. And uh, I look forward to, to changing the, the world with you, buddy, through the Puck Support Foundation and, and many other things. Uh, it's been a real pleasure uh, and a privilege to call you a friend, bud. You too, brother. One right. love, and we'll, we'll chat again. All Take right, buddy. And enjoy your day. All right, man. You we'll too, talk man. soon. You too. Bye. Guys, that's episode number 48. Huge thanks to Rob Frid down in London, Ontario, for former London Knight, guys. What a great conversation. Uh, such an awesome guy. Uh, very lucky uh, to have him as a friend, uh, somebody to lean on. Uh, we talk quite often. I'm just blown away uh, by all the amazing things that have transpired over the past few months. Uh, I don't know how it's all happened. I don't know why it's all happened. Um, but I know that I'm lucky. I know that I'm extremely, extremely grateful. Um, wow. Uh, pretty exciting. I talked to uh, Todd Bertuzzi the other day, uh, who I looked up to a lot growing up in Vancouver. We're going to talk. I'm not sure if he's going to hop on the pod, uh, but we're going to talk. Uh, but he connected me with another guy you may know, Brad May. <laughs> Mayday! 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 Mayday's got a, a, a cottage close by. Guess what? We're going to meet up. And uh, I used to look up to Brad May. Uh, wow. How cool is that? Um, such an honor to be doing what I'm doing. Um it's really a, a, a privilege to be alive. Uh, and if you're listening, I would suggest you start looking at life that way too. Maybe you haven't gone through all the trials and tribulations I have, but I'm sure if you're listening, you've gone through some of your stuff, um, some difficulties. Uh, and uh, here's the thing. Nobody can say one person's situation's worse or, or more difficult because everybody has a different upbringing. Everybody has been taught different tools and, and everybody deals with different things in different ways. Uh, so how something affects me may not affect you in the same way. Uh, so guys, when somebody's struggling, uh, let's not downplay it. I know that sometimes I do this still too with Taylor and, and I have a long ways to go with this. Um, but, you know, let's turn our listening ears on as we say to the kids here. Um, and just try to put ourselves in other people's shoes um, and try to understand maybe why they're feeling a certain way or why they're acting a certain way. Uh, and then we can figure out uh, how to address that in the best possible way. Uh, guys, if you want to support what I am doing, um, I have very little money, um, actually none really. Um, 
and uh, that's okay. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm doing things, and things are happening where it's like, okay, um, I know things are about to take off, um, and uh, I know I'm never gonna be rich, uh, but I know that any extra money I get, I can pump back into great causes like the Puck Sport Foundation. Uh, I know that I want to live a simple life. That's when I'm my happiest. I don't need lots of shiny, confusing things or, or distractions or, or more stresses by bills, trying to have nice toys or nice clothes or whatever, keeping up with the Joneses, you know. Um, very simple. Uh, and uh, today I'm happy. The only thing that's missing are Brooklyn and Brody. Uh, and then, you know, I do have a son that I've never met. When, uh, when I was 19, I had him and uh, the day... Um, I long for the day that one day um, I can actually meet him uh, and talk with him. Uh, but until then, I just keep putting one foot in front of the other, making the next right choice and, and being grateful and trying to utilize my time instead of sitting around being like, you know, feeling, you know, pissed off or upset or, or heartbroken that I haven't seen my kids. Well, yeah, it hurts, but I have Hadley and Lincoln and Taylor's pregnant, so I'm here. I have to be the best version of myself I can be for them because that's what they deserve and that's what makes me happy. And then when I do get a chance to be with Brooklyn and Brody again and hopefully my other son, uh, well then I'll be even better for them when that day comes. There's no sense uh, being miserable uh, and making other people's lives miserable when I can be enriching the lives of others um, just because uh, I don't have exactly the things that I want in my life. Uh, but guess what? I'm working towards those things. Uh, and your support means the world. So if you want to support me, uh, you can do so through Patreon. Patreon.com slash Hockey to Heroin. Uh, guys, that is uh, a website where it's like a monthly subscription. Uh, and you can support me through that way. Uh, and um, yeah, there's different tier levels. And, and then this way, you know, people have sent me money and done things and I'm so like, it just, it blows me away all the time. And I'm just like, oh, I feel awkward. I don't, you know, but at the end of the day, I do need money. I need to pay bills and stuff. But at least this way I can give my patrons something in return. So if you go there, patreon.com slash hockey to heroin, you can see the different tiers. Uh, and then, you know, depending on what tier you are, I'll send you, you know, signed pictures or team issued gear, signed pictures of my guests or uh, puck support gear. Uh, that we're we're be that's getting made. We're gonna have puck support uh, hats and shirts and wristbands available in the near future. All profits are gonna go to the Puck Support Foundation, guys. Um, check out PuckSupport.com um, and the Gratitude Crusade, the Puck Support Foundation Gratitude Crusade in memory of Matthew Lazinski at Gratitude Crusade hashtag PSF Gratitude Crusade and like I said, PuckSupport.com. It has been absolutely incredible incredible uh, as i open uh the gofundme page right now uh we sit at 1725 dollars uh and we've had several donations uh thank you to laura lee uh, stedman todd st louis i've also donated natalie garen anthony and mcneil beverly and jude beverly debit uh and judy debit uh, joel hunt Dennis Nadeau, Veronique Nadeau, Lana Long, Colin Long's mom, uh, Joel Hunt again, uh, Linda Dixon, thank you, Joseph Storzinger, 
Chris Lawrence, former teammate of mine, Susan Leibold, Susan Soundberg, that's my mom, Brody McKenzie, Justin Bryan, Dave Zarn, Patricia Thayer, Kelly Love, Brian Leibold, my dad, Dan Spence, Rob Sadler, Tammy Chin, Jens Kasten, Jacob Dietrich, Mark Gagnon, Matt Climey, Courtney Gardner, Brady and Taylor Leibold, Vinny Votel, Derek Randalls, Landon, Jake, Landon Jacob, and the very first donor was Nancy Lazinski, Matthew Lazinski's mom, which was incredible when she started it off. So wow, everybody that's donated is going to be featured on the Matthew Lazinski Wall of Gratitude, Wall of Gratitude in the studio. Uh, you're going to get uh, your name uh, and uh, a little plaque thing there. Uh, saying that you donated and you, that you helped build the Poxport Foundation because listen, these initial donations are going to help pay the lawyer to get us incorporated so that we can get the large grants and the large donations. So these are the most important donations, guys, because this is building it. And here's the question that I've been posing to people. Can you afford $5? Are you going to spend $5 on a coffee today? Well, guess what? I'm going to challenge you to not spend that $5 on yourself. Spend it on a great cause like the Poxport Foundation. I know it's $5. I've donated $5 on this GoFundMe page. So have other people. If everybody donates $5, think of all the money we can raise. The goal is $25,000. We need $25 million plus. So many men and women are struggling with different issues, and we want to be able to help as many as possible, guys. Uh, so we really need your help. Spend the $5 today on the Pucksport Foundation, and if not us, another great cause. Please, guys. Uh, there's so many deserving causes, and definitely the Pucksport Foundation is one of them. I'll re reiterate right now that I am not in charge of the money. We have somebody, an accountant and all that, in charge of it. Uh, I will not be able to withdraw money or any of that. Uh, just put me in the trenches. I just want to bring uh, people awareness, resources, and I just want to help make the world uh, and the hockey community just a little bit better than it was every single day. If you're struggling, please reach out, guys. If not to me, to somebody else. I do my best to get back to everybody. Um, and uh, the 1-800 number uh, should be set up. It's taking longer than I thought, but uh, trying to get the perfect number so, um, so that's easy for people to remember and call. Um, and uh, like I said, if you want to get involved, please check out PuckSupport.com. Email is team at PuckSupport.com. Or if you want to get at me directly, Brady at PuckSupport.com. Please support me on Patreon. Go to HockeyToHeroin.com. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Please, wherever you're listening, subscribe, rate, and review. It takes a couple seconds, but it means the world to me. Please share with your friends and family if you liked it. Uh, I'm getting a tremendous amount of support, but I, I always want to get it out there. I want people to know what uh, what we're doing uh, and uh, that there's going to be help and that there already is help available and support available in the hockey community. Thank you so much for listening, guys. It's Wednesday, a couple more days till the weekend. Hope you're having a great day. If you're not, change it right now. Change your perspective, change your attitude, be positive, and have a great day if you so choose. Mm-hmm.